0: So we're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be talking about money over the next, um, the next few weeks here. And um, and, and part of the reason is because God loves you so much that he doesn't want to see you constantly living in a situation like this where you're just always in this money pit, where every time you turn around, you're struggling, where every time you turn around, you're hitting bottom, where every time you turn around, there's something else going wrong. And I'm just telling you, my mind's being flooded with times when, you know, on the way to get one car that was broke down, the other one would break down. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, I just believe God's got a better plan and a better purpose for us to live in a better way than that. Amen? Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I was um, meeting with a a couple, a young couple, and um, I don't know, I don't think they're here today, but... um, Uh, I was meeting with this young couple, and we had this discussion about all kinds of things. And in the midst of this discussion, uh, the young man who's only been at church just a few times, a young couple that's here, and we're we're thankful if you're new to the church, we're so thankful that you're here. But he was telling me, he said, um, all about their difficulties and some struggles in their marriage, and, and a lot of it revolved around finances. Oh, you know, we're struggling to pay this, and my job changed, and her job changed, and this going on, and that going on. And then he comes to the end... Of this um, this time, we come to this end of the time, and he goes. And I said, "Listen, we just love you. We're praying for you." He goes, "Oh, I just want you to know. I want you to know. I just love being at New Covenant Church." And I said, "Well, man, we we're so glad. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, you know, we hear other things occasionally, but um, (laughs) we're 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 glad. We're glad. We're we're glad to we're glad to hear that." And he said, "And you know what I really love." He said in the, the, the three, four, five times that I've been at the church, I've never heard you talk about money. <laughs> and at first I thought, well, thank you. And then I said to him, hey man, let me tell you something. First of all, you might want to skip the month of August. But uh, <laughs> secondly, I said, you know what I said to him? I said, listen, you know what? I, I want to I apologize to you. I said, are, are, really, you haven't heard anything say anything about money? He said, no, I, I really haven't. And I said, well, listen, money is a very important topic. And I, we've just spent some time in this counseling time talking about it. You've talked a lot about it. And God's got a plan that can help you, man. And, 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 and so that's why we're doing a series, a series about finances and about money. And, and just don't miss it. I want to share today three things. I want to share some perspectives. I want to share some principles, and I want to share some practices. I think that will help our lives. All right. And so, so starting with principles, and a principle is kind of a, it's a viewpoint. I I mean, a uh, yeah, a perspective is a viewpoint. It's a mindset. It's an attitude, and um, and God wants us to have a healthy mindset, a healthy attitude. But I think sometimes. What happens is lies come along and try to change our perspective. They try to get us to see or to believe the wrong thing. And one of the lies that I think that happens is, uh, or that we hear, and and maybe you've heard this, let's take a, a survey here. How many of people have ever heard or have ever heard somebody say or ever thought, all the church wants or all the church talks about is my money? You're afraid to, okay, a few people, a few people. Okay, well, I, I, I've heard that. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, we did a series, or a year ago, we did a series that said, all this church wants is my money. And I'm just telling you, all the church talks about is not true. As a matter of fact, I believe that the church doesn't talk enough about money. And I, and I sincerely, we, I, I apologize. I mean, um, when you think about these statistics, 16 out of 38 of Jesus' parables deal with money and possessions. 25% of the words in the New Testament deal with biblical stewardship. One out of every 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. There are more than 2,000 scriptures on money, wealth, and possessions in the Bible, which is twice as much as faith and prayer combined. And money and stewardship and, and material things... It it was the top thing that Jesus talked about in all of his ministry. So I I believe the church needs to talk more about money. And can I hear a big amen for that? Amen. Thank you for that one hand clap. I appreciate that so, so much. Um, And then the second lie that I think that, that people believe that distorts the truth is is that people do not like to talk about money. Oh, that makes people uncomfortable. Well, it might make us uncomfortable when we talk about it in church sometimes, But you know what? How many people know that's a lie? People love to talk about money. I I, I mean, man, uh, it seems like, as a matter of fact, or or, or they'll say this, they'll go, well, money's a private issue. Really? How many people here have ever gone gone out and bought a car, saved $10,000, you didn't tell everybody you know about it, right? Woo! Oh, man, I got oh, you just went and you know, you got something new and something beautiful, and man, you talk about it. These guys, you know, we're sitting around talking about the new gun that we got, or the this, or that, or the other. Oh man, I got such a great deal on it. Ladies, get on the hotline. You wouldn't believe the sale they're having at Steinmark this week. Woo! Man, right? It's not just a coincidence. That half the time we run into people we know when we're in Walmart, no matter what we look like, right? Hey, Walmart talks about money. Uh, Commercials talk about money. As a matter of fact, I believe that money is one of the main things that people talk about. Anybody ever been at home? Your wife comes in. She's got all these kind of shopping bags. Anybody ever had to talk about money? Husband brings in a new set of golf clubs. Anybody ever had to talk about money? I believe people love to talk about money. Think about the the signs along the side of the road. Anybody going out to eat today? You liars! Raise your hands. How many people are going? How many people are gonna? How many people are gonna eat something today? After, the, okay? You are gonna eat something? I am telling you, man. We're gonna to have to get on these. Yeah. You know what? It costs money. It takes money to live. It's it's one of the central things that that goes on in our lives. And I just believe that people like to talk about money. How about this? If your boss was calling you today and said, hey, I just need to talk to you a minute. I've really, it's really been on my mind. And I, I want to talk to you about giving you a raise. How many people would want to talk about money? <laughs> We'd all want to talk about money. And um, if you'll allow me this morning, I want a, a little latitude here, uh, seeing as how I am getting ancient, decrepit, and all that kind of stuff, you know. And, but I, I want to have, how many people think we can have a little bit of fun in church? I don't want to offend anybody, all right? No, I just won't, okay, so I don't want you to go away mad, um, so, and I won't finish that. But, um, okay, uh, I, I need a volunteer. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call on somebody to help me out here today, and, um, and, and I'm just going to get them to, uh, to assist me, somebody uh, preferably, let me, Seth, I see you back there, and you're big enough for everybody else to see. Come on up here for a second, all right? Everybody welcome Seth Dunn, all right? Seth Dunn. Now, Seth, come on up on stage for a second here. And uh, I think y'all can do better. Give him a better hand than that. Come on. How's he going? Good, 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 good. Uh, Seth, let me ask you a question first of all. Um, I'm going to be God for a minute, okay? it's kind of... <laughs> It's been a bucket list issue, but, um, you know, so I, I'm going to be God, and, and I want to treat you like uh, just like one of my kids, all right? Like, okay, you are a child of God, right? Or we can lead you to the Lord, right? Okay, okay, so that's right. So I, I want to talk about uh, money, because I believe that the issue isn't really just about money. It's I believe it's about the heart. And so first of all, let me ask you, um, can, can, do you have any money? To... You don't have any money? Not on me. You came to church without money? Yeah. See, you all see how important this series is today. Do you see what I'm getting at? So, well, listen. I, I'm going to be God, and what I want to do then is I don't want to see any of my kids without money, and um, and so I, I, what I want to do is I want to give you some money. Okay, now say okay, this is my money. Okay, it's it's all, and I've got lots of it. I'm unlimited resources, and so what I want to do is I want to, I just want to give you some of my money to hold, so you'll know what it feels like and smells like. I, I want to give you, it's my money. Whose money is it? It's my money, okay? But I'm going to give you some of it, and what I want you to do is I want you to take this money, and um, just, just for the, the ability to hold it, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you, there's $10 here, I'd like you just to, to leave one of them, lay one of them here on the stage, and, and if you'll lay, leave that there, then you can take the other nine, and just, uh, and it's yours, Okay? Okay, is that, now is this offending you talking about money? Do you feel bad about this so far? No, no? you're feeling pretty good about the way this is working out so far. <laughs> okay, all right, well, I'm glad. Um, thank you for your help there, man. I appreciate this. Go ahead. Hey, hey, Seth, Seth, hold on, hold on. Do me a favor, too. See, it's out. Whose money do you have right there? You have my money. Would you mind doing me a favor, please? Um, I'll tell you what. Would you reach over here? I don't know. Do you know Gideon? Would you give Gideon a dollar, please? He might need a coke after church. There. Okay. So, and and the rest of that money, that rest of that money is yours. Just to, hey, Seth, wait a minute. Come back here. Come back here. Come back here. How many people think that Seth did a good job of stewarding that money? You did such a good job of taking care of that money. And, and just, do you feel offended? Do you feel mad and upset by how the money's being handled so far? You weren't yeah. you weren't upset about this dollar? You weren't upset about that dollar? I mean, and you still got eight of them. As a matter of fact, you know what? You did such a good job. They're yours. You can do anything you want with it, all right? Oh. <laughs> so, all right, and not only that, <laughs> because, there's more. There's more. This is like a, a game show, isn't it? I mean, it's really great. So uh, now I want to tell you, it's a temptation When you get money, it's a temptation to put your heart, to trust in money. And and because I love my children so much, I put a scripture, I wrote a scripture in the Bible that it says this in Matthew chapter six. It says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither uh, moth nor rust destroys and thieves don't break in and, and steal it. So what I want people to have is what I want you to have is an eternal perspective about money, okay? Not just what you can go, and buy for lunch or not, you know, but when, when you gave to Gideon, you know what you did? You were, you were giving, you were storing up treasures in heaven. And because you did such a good job of it, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you $20, Okay. <laughs> $20 more. How many people wish you'd been the volunteer now, right? So okay, so here's twenty dollars. But you know what I'd really like you to do? Just to show your appreciation and your love and your trust and confidence and to remind yourself that you're not gonna put your trust in money, but you're you're laying up resources in heaven. I want you to take two dollars of it if you don't mind. And would you just would you just give it back to me and just put it right here for me? Okay. You should, are you upset? Are you hurt? Are you mad? Okay, are you leaving the church because I asked you, I mean, is it, you, no, you're feeling pretty good so far? You're feeling good so far? Okay, okay. Why do you keep looking at all this money over here? So? Did you not hear me? Don't put your trust in money, okay? Okay, for where your treasure, where your heart is, there's your treasure will be. Listen, I want you to know something. The reason God, the reason the Bible talks so much about money is because of how much I love you and how much God loves all of us. And he doesn't want it to harm us. I want you to know how to handle money really, really wisely, really, so that it can bless you and so that you can be blessed, so that it can be a tool to help you, your family, to, to bless others and to fund the work of the kingdom of God. If there was somebody here that, that you knew, that was doing the work of the kingdom of God, would you mind giving them some of my money for me? Okay, well, I've got a friend over here. Do you, do you know Brother Manuel? Brother Manuel is a missionary from Costa Rica. Brother Manuel, raise your hand right there. Would, would you mind just going and giving him whatever's on your heart, just giving him a couple of dollars or whatever, what's on, whatever you feel like, okay? And so um, how many people think that that's a good thing to do, right? So let me ask you, let me ask you, how many people? How many people are are trusting in the Lord? And Seth, you did such a, you did. Hey, Seth, hang on. You can stay right there. You did such a great job with that money. You know what? The rest of it's yours to just use any way you can, you want to use it. All right. But but let me give you just a little bit of help this morning. Okay. So so I think that we're getting our perspective about money straightened out. I also, though, want to share some principles with you that I would share with my kids. You're one of my kids. I would share with all of my children. Is that right? Would you mind if I just share some principles with you this morning? If God asks you if he wants to, if he wants to share something with you, probably, yeah, it's like, yes, God, please, share with me. <laughs> Unload. Pour it into me, right? Well, the, the first principle I want to talk about is, is the principle of ownership. Now, again, whose money do you have in your hand? Huh? My, and who am I? Don't forget it, all right? And so, um, and so it's, it's mine, but you know what? Not just money is mine. Everything is mine. Okay, gods, I'm just playing here. Okay, but but everything is the Lord's. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Psalm 24 says this, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell in it. Every beast of the forest is mine, all the cattle and a thousand hills. I know the birds and the wild beasts. You know what, In, in Proverbs 50, if I was hungry as God, why would I talk to you about it? I own everything. I'd just go to my own pantry and get my own stuff, right? But when we have a need, we go to God. So how many people agree God is the owner of everything? Amen. Amen. About half of us. All right. Because I own everything, because God owns everything, I love to give. I love to give. I love to bless. and, And you know what? When I give, It doesn't limit my resources. It doesn't bring a short supply into my life. I've still, if I ever ran low on something, I'd make more of it. All right. (laughs) So, because that's what God can do. But I do wanna encourage you, okay? How many, are you richer now than you were when you started the day? Whose money is it? It's my money, okay? But you can take it and you can use it. And I think you've been um, a really good steward with it. But I I wanna encourage you about something. 1 Timothy says this. It says in chapter 6, verse 17, command those who are rich, you're rich, I don't know how much you've got there now, you've got about, uh, what, $27, how many times, that's a pretty good increase for coming to church so far, right? Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. Who are you going to trust in, Seth? Okay, thank you, I, we appreciate, I appreciate that, okay? Okay, so, and you know why I give you these things? Is that verse, keep that verse up there for a second. All right, I know it because I wrote it, but uh, other people might not know it. But it says, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. I want you to enjoy this money. I want you to be blessed by it. I want you to, um, to just, just to, to enjoy it. I love providing for you. You know, one of my names is Jehovah Jireh, God provider, and I love to provide for my people. I love to, to give to my people. So so that that's that first principle. The second principle is a principle of first fruits. Now, we're not going to talk a lot about that today. I don't want to overwhelm you, and I know you've got that. You keep rubbing that money there. So um, I'll tell you what. You know, you've done such a great job with this money, so I want to give you some more money. Is that are you okay? I don't want to offend you, though. I don't want to upset you. So, so this time, I'm going to give you um, $30, all right? Now, now, what do you think would be a good thing to do? Okay. Just wave it, everybody. Let them see it's real money here. So, what do you think would be, now that out of this pattern that's establishing, what do you think would be a good thing to do uh, first and foremost with that $30? Hey, I want to show you something, Okay. He put down a whole lot. Some of you were doing the math. How many people did the math? And you said, he put a whole lot more down than $3. Why? Why'd you do that? You trying to mess up the illustration? What's going on here? Um, uh, you've been blessed so far. This is, woo, come on, yeah. Okay. So because you said that, uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about this principle of first fruits another time. But let me say this, first fruits is saying because God's given us his very best and he's given to us first before we ever give anything to him, that you know what? We should give God our best, and when we give it to him first, I think it lets him know how much we do love and trust in him. Amen? Okay? Hey, And you get a chance to do this in a very tangible, a very real way every single week. Or every time you get paid, every time you get paid, you get an opportunity to present to God and say, God, I'm going to bring tithes, I'm going to give offerings, I'm going to show generosity just to prove how much I love you, how much as an act of worship. Did that hurt your feelings to give that money? No? You you felt pretty good about it? Okay. Right? So the church isn't, I mean, are you upset that we're talking about money? Is this, not yet? This is, okay. All right. Well, you know what? You've got some more money. i tell you what. Is there um, anything, do you, you know, you, you've given all love. You gave tithes and offering here. And, and let me say something. And you, give an, you gave an abundance, which brings me to the third principle. And it's the principle of sowing and reaping. Can I just read a scripture to you, Seth? Would you be offended by the Bible? Does the Bible offend you, sir? No, okay, that's good. I don't want anybody else to be offended. Let me read the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But this I say to you. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Do you know you get to determine? You get to determine the way God blesses you. You know what? If, you, if, if, if God's wanting to pour out to you, and, and all you've been using is a thimble to give and to, and to, to sow and to, and, and to give to others and bless others with, man, then you, you still expect God to use a barrel? No, it says, what's it say here? You will reap bountifully, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity. Are you you, you upset? Do you feel like I'm making you give money here this morning? You're not? Okay, you feel good about it? All right. For God loves a cheerful giver. Are you cheerful? Are you happy about being able to do it? Yeah, you're good. Okay. And God is able to make all grace abound. We're going to come back and touch on this principle of sowing and reaping. But I'm telling you, you need to catch this because sometimes we sow money. Okay, Sometimes we give money, but can I tell you that sometimes we need grace in an area outside of money. And listen, folks, don't ever mistake having money with the issue of being blessed. Okay, I'm telling you, blessing goes so far beyond money. How many people are blessed in their bodies, and blessed in their marriages, and blessed in their families, and blessed to come and get to worship, and blessed in our country? And We are blessed, and God is ma- able to make all grace abound towards you, <clears throat> that you Having all sufficiency in everything, not just in money, but having sufficiency in everything, may have an abundance for every good work. So, you got some money here in your hand. You got a lot more than you came in with. Let me just ask you take a look around. If you had the opportunity, is there anybody here you would just want to go and just, just, just bless them, give them a few dollars? Just, just for, you do have somebody in your heart and mind. Isn't that wonderful? Why don't you go just do that? Hey Amen. Come on, let's give Seth a big hand this morning. So I would say, I would say to uh, to Seth, you've learned some. What are you doing? You're coming back for more. Who did you just did you just go give money to your mother, to your sister? Oh, a poor college student going off to college, right? You want her to be able to have ramen noodles, isn't that what you want? Is that what you're looking for? Okay, well, listen, Seth, thanks uh, so much, but, but I'll tell you what, seeing how you came back up here, we finished up with principles, let's talk about practices a couple of minutes, so if I'm serious, if my kids are here and I have had this discussion, we've had this discussion with our kids, I, I think that not only are there some principles that we need to know, some perspectives we need to have, some principles that we need to know, but there's some practices that we need to have into our li- in our lives, and one of them you've already been doing. Now, again, have we made you mad talking about tithes? Uh, No, you're feeling pretty good about it so far. Okay, you feel like you're ahead of the game? Okay, okay. How many people feel like they're ahead of the game? All of you need to raise your hands. You are ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. You started with nothing, and everything you have is because God has given it to you. So let me say this. Malachi chapter 3, I, God, writes and says this. He says, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. In tithes and in offerings. Now now let me say this. I think there's been a twist on this scripture maybe that's missed the point a little bit. Sometimes we think that if we don't tithe and we don't give offerings, we're stealing money from God. How many people know that's impossible? It, it literally is impossible because, you know what, we're going to die and leave it all behind, but you know what, God's going to live forever. <laughs> Amen? So you, we're not stealing from God money. God, it's, God's perspective on, this, it's paper. It's, an in, it's inanimate. It's doesn't. The only reason it has life on it is because of what God puts on it. Amen? So uh, I, I think, though, what we, what we miss is we rob God of something else. So let's read on. And he says, says, um, not only do you um, rob me, he says, but you are cursed with a curse, for you've robbed me, even the whole nation. Read the scripture. How many times, uh, and maybe you've you've said this before, uh, you've heard this, somebody will say, look, if you don't tithe, God's going to curse you. No, 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 that's not what the scripture says. The scripture does not say God's going to curse you. The scripture says you are cursed with a curse. Do you know that the Bible says in Jeremiah, it says this, it says, if any man puts trust in any other, if, if you put trust in any man, you open the door for a curse in your life. So, so what's happening is God's saying, I don't want you to put your trust in, in men. I don't want you to put your trust in anything else because anything else you trust in is gonna, it's gonna open you up for, for not great things. It's gonna open you up for bad things operating in your life, and I don't want that. What I want you to do is to not rob me of the... I don't want you to be cursed, and don't rob me of the opportunity to bless you. How many people know that we rob God a lot of times when we keep his money, when we keep his stuff, when we trust in money, when we trust in the creation instead of the creator. So here's what I tell people to do. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That there may be uh, and try me, test me, prove me. Now, so far in your tithing, have has it been beneficial? Okay. So you've every time you've tithed, every time you've given, you've found out that you got more. Correct. Listen to this. You know why it says this? It says if you'll do these things, if you'll try me, if you'll let me prove my faithfulness, my faithfulness, my goodness, my uh, my abundance. He goes. Then I will. Uh, see I will, uh, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you. Do you know that word open, um, open heavens, that there's only one other time in all of scripture that, it, that, that that phrase is used? And do you know what it is? It was back in Genesis when um, the flood occurred. God opened the heavens and rain came down. How many people know a lot of rain came down? Shake, this means yes, okay? A lot of rain came down. So what God's saying is, I'm going to open the windows of heaven and a lot of blessings are going to come down. I'm going to pour out so many blessings that you will not be able to contain it. There will not be room enough to receive it, okay? Again, does blessings mean just money? No, blessings is so much more than money. It's so much more. And he says, so I'm going to open the windows of heaven and I'm also, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sakes that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. That he, I'm, going to, I'm going to make things do, work better in your life. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to put blessing. I'm going to make sure that the devourer doesn't come along and steal your money, steal your blessings, steal the joy in your relationships. How many people have, I mean, I know people. I talked with somebody just a couple of weeks ago. Money is not an issue in their lives, but can I tell you that their relationship with their kids is draining the joy and the peace from their life devourer has got in there and caused these relationships to be twisted. They'd give they'd give all their money if they could have a relationship with their children. Hey, listen to you know what God's saying. God's saying, if you'll put your trust in me, if, if you'll let me, I'll come in and I'll keep the devourer from devouring relationships and, and, de- and devouring. Anybody ever had your sleep devoured Okay, anybody ever had one of those nights where your mind just keeps running and running and running and running and running, right? You're, you're worried and fretting and anxious and upset and concerned about all kinds of things. Can I tell you that the presence of God can come in and can, can cause us to have health in our lives, to cause us to be able to sleep and to not worry and to not fret? Can I, in the Old Testament, okay, when the children of Israel left Egypt, the Scripture says, the Bible says, and I was there, I remember this as God, I remember this. Okay? That, that for 40 years, the people wore the same shoes, they wore the same clothes, and they did not wear out. How many people would like to have the tires on your car last longer than they do? Woo! Come on, right? How many people like to have some things not break down, not tear up? I believe... That God can do those things. He can rebuke the devourer so that our lives can be so blessed, as verse 12 says, that the nations will call you blessed. Here's, You know what God wants to do? He wants to pour so many blessings in and through our lives that people... That people look at our lives and say, man, you are blessed. And you go, that's exactly right. And can I tell you, I believe the testimony of tithers. When I talk to people, okay, I know a lot of people say, well, I can't afford to tithe. I'm telling you, Yvette and I were talking about this um, in uh, December. We'll be married 37 years. Wonderful, happy, glorious years. <laughs> Is that exactly how I was supposed to say that? Terrific, fantastic, amazing. Okay, they, we were, they, were, they, were, they, they are, they're great years. But there's never been a time that we haven't tithed. There's never been a time that we haven't given and tried to live generously. And can I tell you, God blesses that. The testimony of people who live, okay, as tithers and trusting the Lord and, and givers and live generously is that I'm blessed. God is so good. Amen? How many people can say that's, what, that's my story today? God is so good and I am blessed. Amen? So principle one, you doing okay so far? I'm not bothering you. Principle one, okay. Okay. Oh. You're t- oh, you want to tithe. Woo! <laughs> Amen. So, um, so I-, I encourage you to, I-, I encourage everybody, try the Lord. Try the Lord. If you're not a tither, let me encourage you, try it and just see. Now listen, okay, This and this leads to this next principle, or there's two more principles. One is stewardship, and all I'm going to say about stewardship is stewardship is an element of discipleship that we'll come back and we'll talk about but we're going to grow. We're going to grow up and we're going to understand why, why um, stewardship, of how to handle all the blessings that God gives us is going to help us. And the, and the third principle is generosity. Generosity. Living generously. God, God wants his people to live generously and to give generously. And I'm telling you that, that there is a reward that comes for doing that. Okay? So the principles or the practices are what? Tithing, stewardship, and generosity. Let me read a, a scripture here. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on, the uncertain, on uncertain riches, but on God. Don't, don't put your trust in money, Seth. Okay? But put your trust in God. Okay, trust him. Now, I'll tell you what, you've been such a good steward. You've been so faithful. Um, we've done 10, 20, 30. Here's $40, okay? Some people are doing the math. That's around $100 there, right? Now, what do you, how, what are you going to do with this? Uh, no, don't feel obligated. I want you to, you, you know, you do you feel, ob- okay, oh, look at the man. He's being generous there. He's being generous with that right? And uh, how about if we give, and if, if you want to give anybody, anybody else any on your way back to your seat, feel free to do that, but let's give Seth a big hand this morning, all right? So, <laughs> oh, oh, did you see that? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand, right? Now, I promise you, I promise you that wasn't a setup, and I didn't tell Seth to do that. But you know what? and Manuel came up here, and he gave, uh, he gave a tithe and an offering above what he got. And God, I believe, directed Seth to go and to give him more in return. Listen, folks, I'm just telling you, you can't outgive God. This, this whole idea of, of, of man to give to get, that's not what it's about. We, we give because we're blessed. And so let me, let me just wrap up with this today. Okay, let me, let me read some scriptures about generosity. He says, okay, um, God gives here in First Timothy chapter 6. Rely on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. I mean, God really does. He wants us to be able to enjoy our lives. Not that there aren't going to be difficult times and trials and troubles. But can I tell you, you can still go through the most difficult times with peace and joy when you know God's with you. Amen? And so he says to the rich, do good. Be rich in good works. Be generous, ready to share. And as you share, you're storing up treasures for yourself in heaven. Talking to somebody uh, recently, and they were telling me the story about how that uh, these people got to heaven, and one really, really rich person got there, and another person who had had a kind of a meager living. And when they got there, the the the, the rich person, you know, found out that they just uh, had a little spot, a little position in heaven. But this poor person had a, this great spot in heaven, and they asked why, and they said because they kept sending ahead the materials that would bless them in eternity. Every time you give, every time you sow. I believe you're sending, you're laying up treasures in heaven. Amen? And how many people know eternity is a long time, and that's where we're going to spend it, in, in heaven. Amen? Gener- uh, Proverbs chapter 11 says this, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 9, he who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives, he gives his bread to the poor. I'm telling you, there's something about knowing God is giver, and we receive this into our lives. And when we give, we're, we're, we're carrying on the DNA of our Father. God wants us, our lives to be blessed so we can be givers, so we can sow in, so we can help others. And, and I, I want to read this scripture and just make a comment here. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, there's a scripture, and in my headline it says, generosity to the poor. It says, if there's among you a poor man of your brethren within any of the gates in your land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand to your poor brother. Not harden your heart or shut your hand. Now, I know Chris is, Pastor Chris is the one that deals with the controversial stuff. All right. But let me say this. We've got, we got a real big crisis issue going on down at our border. Anybody ever heard about this? We've got an immigration situation. And, and, I, and, and I don't know what your stance is on, on the immigration, the illegal immigration and all that kind of stuff. But can I say this? That, that, that if, if we find ourselves closing up our hands, it's not saying something about the people. It's not saying something about their situation, about them being legal or illegal or crisis. You know what it's saying? It's saying there's something wrong with our heart. I'm telling you a closed hand always represents a hardened heart. A closed hand open represents a hardened heart. So our prayer is and our actions need to be it doesn't matter legal illegal native stranger you know like them don't like them you know don't like what they stand for don't like what they do that's not the issue the love of God compels us That as we open our hearts to people, because he has given to us everything that we have. Amen? Is he the owner? He's the owner. He's the owner. He's the owner. He gives us the opportunity because of the love he fills our hearts to open our hands and to bless and to help other people. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, So last, last point is just expect to be blessed. Okay? expect to be blessed. Look for the blessings, not just the money. Look for the opportunities. Look for the opportunities. So what I want you to know, I want you to know that God loves you and wants you to be connected to the the economy of God. Hey, Seth, do you like the economy of God, man? What do you think about the economy of God? Are you a fan of the economy of God? Man, are you walking in better than you? Are you leaving better than you came in? Amen. Hallelujah. Did it Hurt, did we offend you talking about money today? Okay, we don't want that. We want you to be connected. God wants you to be connected to his economy and to his unlimited resources so that your life can be fully supplied, ready for every good work, abundantly blessed, that you can be a blessing to others as well. What I want you to feel, I want to join you. No longer God, just Pastor Sam. I want to feel overwhelming gratitude. For all that God has given us, and if we don't sense that in the world in which we live, listen—we are the rich people, bar none. Here, I don't care what your bank account says. Can I tell you? Just by the fact that we're sitting here in padded seats in air-conditioned buildings, means that we're among the elite in the world. Yesterday afternoon, I met with a pastor. An overseer from Cuba got to see him talking about his people and his church and his needs and the oppression, and how that the government still oppresses them and 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 he showed me pictures of churches where where they can't really even build a church have a church they build a house and then when it comes time to worship they take the they take the furniture out of the house to be able to meet in the house and they and they sit on the floor they sit on blocks hey come on people we are rich we are blessed we are god has poured abundance into our lives I want to be grateful. I want to be thankful for all that God has given us. I want to be thankful. I want to to have an endless trust in our heart for his loving provision and his blessing in and through our lives. I'm telling you, some of us will spend more at lunch today than some of the pastors in countries will make in in a month around the world. Some of the people will, will, will live on for months. So here's the third thing I want you to do. This won't come as a surprise. I want you to tithe. Try, try the Lord. Give Him an opportunity to, to bless you. Okay? To bless you. Don't rob God of the opportunity to bless you and to use your life to bless others. And then the second thing today I want you to do is I just want you to go out and practice generosity. Okay? Practice generosity find a way to bless somebody. Ask for the Lord. Ask the Lord for an opportunity just to sow blessings into somebody's life. Leave an extra big hunk and tip for somebody today when you go out there. Shock that waitress, shock that server, right? Just just look for an opportunity to bless someone. Maybe just maybe it's just giving them a word of encouragement. Maybe it's letting them know that God knows who they are. And God hasn't forgotten about them. Amen. Would you stand with me?